0: Singer-songwriter Pamela McNeil talks about her first concert she attended and the first one she performed at. Also talks about singing background for Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up, and now recording for former Gin Blossoms drummer John Richardson. Along with Pamela today, her husband, Bruce Helmer. We talk about how they met and how this whole relationship started and about Bruce's memories as a very frequent concert goer about a really interesting concert he went to back in the days in Bloomington at Met Stadium that got a little bit dangerous before the concert ever started. All of that straight ahead on today's My First Concert. Welcome back to my first concert, Dave Lee. Here with Brienne. Brianne, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Well, uh, we're always good when we have the show. Always fun to learn. We've learned a lot over the last uh, few months, and we're going to learn a lot more today with somebody uh, many of you have heard and seen. And actually, both of them—I'm talking about Bruce Helmer and Pamela McNeil. And uh, if you may not, you may not know that Bruce and Pam are married. And uh, and so we've known each other for a long time, and. Far before, Brian, I knew Pam, I saw Pam and heard Pam perform fabulous armadillos. Sure, I've heard of them. Elsewhere. But now she's off on a solo career, has a new record deal. We're going to talk about that. Hey, thanks for coming in, you two. It's
2: great to be here. Thanks for inviting, thanks for inviting us. For inviting us oh, yeah. yeah, glad to be here. Kind of excited.
0: Uh, This is brought to you by Propane, the environmentally friendly energy for everyone, and also our thanks at StarBank at StarBank.net, and I'll tell you more about those great people as well in a few minutes. Well, the name of the show is My First Concert, Pam. (laughs) Uh, I I have to ask you, as a fan, what was the first concert you ever went to?
2: The first concert I ever went to, this is so exciting,
0: was Rush. Oh, wow. What a way to start.
2: It was Rush, and I was the biggest Rush fan in you fact, still are. No, I am. In fact, my nickname in high school was Rush.
0: And <laughs> I never knew no, that. No,
2: nobody knows that, no. So, like, except for my really close friends. But, so my boyfriend at the time took me for my 16th birthday, and it was at the La Crosse Civic Center. And we went out to dinner, and he bought me a new coat, <laughs> like a winter wow. coat. Wow. And it was just one of those nice. And I hope I, you're
0: taking lessons, Bruce. I know he's done pretty good,
2: <laughs> but uh, it was. Do you want me to talk about the concert itself too? Okay.
0: Anywhere you go, Pamela. I'm just okay, so no, it was lead. it
2: was awesome, and so like, and and I was first concert, and I was a huge music fan, but I'd never been to a concert before, so I didn't really know what to expect. Were you
0: singing at this point uh, in oh, yeah. high school and that sort of thing? I was
2: singing. I was, I think I joined my first rock band, but I'd been like a musician since I was three. Oh, okay. So anyway, um. We go to the Civic Center, and the opening act is Rory Gallagher, who I didn't ever, you know, I didn't know who they were. And I was sort of like, uh, oh, I know, hum-ha, whatever. <laughs> and um, I thought, well, I don't know if I'm really, I don't know if this is going to be really cool or what. And then all of a sudden, the lights went out. And I heard, like, the thump of the bass, and you couldn't see anything. And the crowd started to get kind of crazy. And all of a sudden, they started to play Spirit of the Radio. And... The place erupted, and I was like, I stood there for twenty minutes, literally, with tears streaming down my face. Like I was like, it was like a religious experience. I'm like, I was, cha- I was like, okay, this is what I want. I mean, I just, I can't even. tell. It was the most amazing first concert experience ever, and I, and like, I'll never forget it. And I, I'm just so glad that was my first concert because it was, it was everything it was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, and they and they were they put on a show, didn't they?
2: Oh yeah, and they, I found the set list online too, like everything that was on there. But yeah, it was amazing. And so I'm really, that was really, really fun.
0: And I mean, musicians, it's kind of funny because we had our friend uh, Amy on a few weeks ago and she worked promotions here in town. So she took a lot of people back to meet different bands and stuff. And she said, you know, you'd bring back people to meet bands. But when you went to Rush, the guys that went back to meet the bands would cry when they met them.
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because their musicianship is just so Beyond the norm.
0: Even if you don't like
3: Rush, you have to appreciate what what they can do musically. There's just nobody like them.
0: Well, their their drummer all by himself. Oh yeah, was one of the greatest. Was one
2: of the greatest. Yes, and and he wrote the lyrics um, for almost everything. You know, so Neil Peart. And, uh, but you know, I was, I just, you know, I wanted to marry Getty Lee.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Lee, you know, <laughs> you say
2: that openly too. <laughs> I know. Right. I it's don't
0: just know. the la- she just loves the last name. Let's <laughs> be honest. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, you like the art. You're attracted so to
2: the It's artist. so true. <laughs> you know? But
3: Gosh. he was either love him or hate him. Yeah. People that right. don't like Rush, right. they don't like him because of Getty Lee's voice. Yeah.
2: But I just, the, the whole thing, yeah, I absolutely, I wrote him a fan letter too, I think. Wow. Back. Yeah, I know. I don't know what would ever well, happen. Wouldn't to it be
0: it. great if somehow you could bump into him now that you're busy recording, you and Getty Lee doing something together? Can you even imagine?
2: That would be so awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they,
2: you know, Amy Mann, who's one of my favorites yes, from Till yes. Tuesday, that she did, uh, was it Time Stands Still? She sang on that. Tom Sten's, That's blown. my favorite Mind Rush blown. song. Yes, and that's her. I love that part of it. Yep. I didn't realize. Well, think about it. She's a bass player. Yeah. She played bass. And so, of course, her, you know, how, you know, Getty Lee to her was, you know. That made it one even of the greats. cooler. Yeah. Oh, there my you gosh. Go. Thank See? you. Thank yeah. you. Wow. wow.
0: So you got that connection.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Wow. Bruce, how about you? First concert. My first concert experience was,
3: was a huge concert that a lot of people listening were there. I think I could be wrong. At the time, it was the biggest concert ever in Minnesota. It was the Eagles on their Hotel California tour, and it was at the old Metropolitan Stadium where the Twins played outdoor baseball and where I think now Mall of America stands, and it was the Eagles and Pablo Cruz was the opening act followed by Steve Miller Band and then the Eagles. But in those days... It was general admission, Oh yeah. and they opened the doors late, so there's a mob of people, and you're literally trapped by the crowd just trying to keep your feet not in control of where you go. You go where the crowd goes, and it was around that time, either shortly before or shortly after, that there was like a tragedy in Cincinnati where people got trampled to, to death yes. at a Who concert. So I'm terrified, and then we get sprayed by mace. The police are up high trying to do – crowd control, and we get hit by mace, and I don't know what it is, and I hear some girl scream, they're throwing acid on us. And I'm like, (laughs) so I'm in pain, I'm in fear, Finally, they open the gates and we get in there, and you're seven miles away. You can't see anything. It was in the days before, you know, big screens, and yeah. jumbotrons, and all festival <laughs> seating, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is horrible. I'll never do this again. So <laughs> well, very stuff. true, <laughs> Hotel
1: California. You can check in, but apparently you cannot <laughs> no, check out. I can't check out. It,
3: it was awful, but I mean, but it's, but I'm, I'm kind of. It's cool to be able to say I was there because that was a big deal at the time, and I think it still might be the biggest attendance concert the states ever had but i hated it
0: yeah i've seen photos of that concert wow it was massive but it, you're right it was the place to be wasn't it yeah
3: and uh, 50 kind of. 52000 people <laughs> trying to keep their feet and not die it was
0: great <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you an all-American football player? I'm sorry, if someone was next to you. I got a feeling you won that, that, that bumping contest. I
3: I, I like my chances, but I was also with a girl that I was trying to keep on her feet. So,
0: yeah, that's scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. So young kid as well. Uh, Pamela, if I were to ask you now, concerts among the what was the first one you performed once you were out of high school and doing all the choir? Do you, do you recall? Among the first as an entertainer.
2: You mean like when I was in my first band at yeah. 16, oh, the first concert I was ever, ever performed. Uh, I was in this, uh, local band called Miraz back in Winona, Minnesota named after the guitar player, Mike Miraz. And they were college kids. And I was a uh, high schooler and, uh, I was working as Bingo the clown at Ground Round. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first job. I was 16 again, and and uh, I thought, well, this is good because I'm still in the entertainment industry. <laughs> but I had the whole rainbow wig and the, you wow. know, all the makeup. And anyway, there's cute. There's a cute kid playing uh, video, uh, video games or, or uh, I don't know one of the games in the in the restaurant, and started talking to him. Well, it turns out he had a band that was looking for a singer. And I was like, Really, I look a lot better than this. <laughs> so they gave me an audition. So I, we had this first we you know, we you know had this first gig and it was opening for the suburbs at Winona State University.
0: That's huge. That first was my time out. First,
2: yep, and I remember one of the guys that was like our Tech guy had a limo, old limo, and so he drove us around. My mom bought me this sparkly dress at, uh, like, one of the little stores in the mall. And that was my friend. It was great. And it was all downhill after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it went from that to a place in Fountain City called the Midway, which was affectionately known as the Knife and Gun Club.
0: Oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> yeah. that's,
2: But it was fun. I loved it, you know. What
0: was the first song you sang, do you recall? I mean, yeah.
2: Hang On For Your Life Tonight by Shooting Star.
0: Wow. You know, you think about... Oftentimes I'll ask athletes, baseball players, to, you know, no matter how much they've achieved, what's your first time up, they remember the counts, they remember the pitches, they remember, obviously, the situation. So uh, the same with musicians, obviously. Yeah, yeah
3: you didn't hesitate. You no. knew, just boom. Yep.
0: Loved it. We're talking with Pamela McNeil. By the way, her music is all available on Apple and Spotify, as is this podcast. So you can always go there and check that out. We're at talknorth.com, and that's where you can uh, – Uh, subscribe as well to this podcast called My First Concert, which is brought to you by our friends at uh, Star Bank, family-owned, family culture. It's really cool. I was driving through um, Maple Lake recently, and there on the billboard, I saw Andy and all the folks from the bank that are in Maple Lake, and uh, they're all over Minnesota, and now, of course, right here in the metro area. So the cool thing about them is it's family-owned bank. They've all been there forever, high touch, high service. Uh, they do a lot of work with agriculture in western Minnesota. But now, of course, here in the Twin Cities, they're doing an awful lot of things in the metro uh, for those of us who live here as well. But growing up in the small rural area <clears throat> like Bruce did as well, uh, they reinvest in those communities that they're serving at Star Bank. And what's really different about them, really, really different, is they actually answer the phone when you call. They have a real person that'll answer the phone. So face to face I know the mobile apps are great, they have that obviously, they have all the technology. Well, I think of technology, I think of farming now, and as a kid growing up, we'd work in the fields, and Bruce, I'm sure you do the same thing, and when I look at the technology now in these tractors and in the machinery, I just shake my head going, you know, you don't even need to steer them anymore, it's amazing. Well, they understand what's going on there, so if you're in the ag business, get a hold of them, because they are very used to helping you out there as well. Community involvement, they are very involved in all these towns that they're in, also right here in the metro, so they're doing a lot of stuff in Minneapolis-St. Paul as well, Uh, They know your name, you're not that number, and if a technology want to do that with their banking apps and all that, all of that's covered, obviously, but they're really cool family and people, and I would find out more about them when you get a chance and just learn about the needs that they can provide at starbank.net. I'm talking with Pamela McNeil and also Bruce Helmer who are a couple, and uh, uh, Pam's got uh, shows coming up here, which we hope to be at pretty soon. But Pamela, let me talk about your recording contract now. Can you take us through, because you left the fabulous Armadillos, which you were a big part of for a long time, and now you've got a a wonderful opportunity in front of you.
2: Yeah, well, um, so I, uh, yeah, it was kind of one of those things that just happened real organically, and I had been recording a bunch of new songs that I wrote over, you know, the end of the pandemic and, or lockdown kind of time. And I was recording at this place called Drum Farm Studios in Menominee, Wisconsin. And the guy who owns it, John Richardson, um, he said, um, I'm starting a record label and I really love what you're doing and I'd love to have a conversation. And so we had a couple conversations and it just kind of hit all the marks of what I was looking for. Cause I didn't want to, I never wanted a record deal because I didn't want to be part of something where they just throw 50 things at the wall and, Whatever, but this was like a you know, every all hands on. Everybody loves John, everybody knows him kind of in the business in Nashville and LA and all over. He was the drummer for the Gin Blossoms for a long time. Oh, wow! And he's just a great guy, lives in this farm, he's got a wonderful family, and I just love the way he's doing things, and so. It was like, okay, this is really what I want to do. I've actually got some support. I've got, you know, a team now instead of just me trying to do kind of everything. And with the armadillos, it just was, um, it was a lot. There was just so much on the plate. I couldn't handle it all. It was just, they're so successful and so huge, and they always will be. And I'm still doing the Vietnam show, What's Going On? Songs from the Vietnam War Era, which is a really impactful, beautiful show, if you haven't seen it. We get uh, some veterans on stage, a couple of Vietnam vets, and one Iraqi war vet, and they tell their stories, and then we do songs from That era, so I do Janis Joplin, I do Aretha, and you know, and but it's just it's a beautiful show. Billy's in that show, too, by the way. Billy Shearer and Jeff Angholm are the other two singers. Um, So I'm still doing all those shows, and I'm still doing the Pink Floyd tribute, which doesn't happen very often. So I'm not completely gone, but I just don't do all the other stuff. But between that and my Fleetwood Mac tribute, I've had for over 10 years, and my Wild Angels. The women of rock and pop and country, um, I'm I'm just super busy, you know, with that anyway. But so now with my career, it's just uh, it's just really exciting to see all the things that are happening. And I don't know, it's just um, it's just really really exciting to be able to do my music, which I did. I mean, I was doing that for a long time, and then I sort of got sidetracked, but that's okay. And uh, kind of being back to doing it again is just really it's a dream.
0: Where can people uh, hear your music?
2: You can hear it on, uh, you know, Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Um I think I'm trying to think of all the, all the socials, all the places yeah. that you can stream and all that. Um, also, you can. My label is called Farm to Label, so if you go to farmtolabelrecords.com, you can actually buy a physical copy right now. The actual album does isn't nationally released until August 5th on all the socials. But if you want a physical copy, and, and you know, buy the buy the album there anyway because it goes right directly to the artist. You know what I mean? So, farmtolabelrecords.com. God, that's adorable. Yeah. Isn't that cute? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just an awesome name? I just, I love it. So, yeah, it's really fun.
0: Rick Astley. Yes. Uh, tell me about your experience there, because <laughs> you, you, you were a, a singer with him, right?
2: Right. I, I lived in London in, uh, from 19, November of 1987 until August of 1991. And while I was there, I was, uh, my, my first marriage was to someone who was in The Cutting Crew, which uh, I don't know if you remember that band. Yes. And so um, I got to, you know, I was kind of mingling in all those circles and stuff, and I was actually kind of discovered by a talent agent backstage at a Fleetwood Mac concert at Wembley. And she said, I hear you're a singer. I might have some work for you. And she sent me to Pete Waterman, who was uh, Stock Akin and Waterman were the producers that produced, you know, Bananarama and Kylie Minogue and uh, Rick Astley and just all the big pop stars at the time in, in London. So I went down to meet Pete and he just said, all right. You got the gig. And in the first thing I did was play Royal Albert Hall with Rick Astley. First thing. First thing I did. It <laughs> was on my birthday. I know, right? and it was just lip syncing, but it was just the coolest thing. It was like, you know, with Salt and Pepper were on there. And I don't know, remember all the things, but it was some award show. But that was my first gig. So <laughs> it was pretty cool. But I did many gigs with them, and I did one video, and I did a little bit of a tour. So. Yeah, it was really, really something to me. Now I think back, I go, God, you know, right in the center of of pop music in the 80s. You know, it yeah. just I was just oh, there, huge. and it was just really pretty – it was pretty special.
0: Yeah, videos were just kind of popping, and, yeah. you know, we're all watching those as well. So were you on together forever? Or?
2: On state, on, like, live I was, but not in the videos. The video that I – actually, the only video I was on with him is called Take Me to Your Heart. You can find it if you – You know, look it up. And I was also on top of the pops with him. Oh my. And I was uh, so you can find that video, which is pretty fun to have. And like I said, Royal Variety Show, Royal Variety Show, um with the Queen Mom and uh uh Royal Everton. The Queen Mom. The Queen Mom, you know that
0: Was that nerve wracking? No. Really?
2: You know the the royal things just kind of everywhere there. You know, yeah. so there But that's the big one where the Beatles said, "Shake your ju- rattle your jewelry if you're in the balcony." That's that particular show. So every year they have the Royal Variety Show and they have a variety of artists. So that year it was Rick Astley, it was uh, Kylie Minogue, it was Bananarama, it was Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. It was the Golden Girls were on that one.
0: What was Aha Take on Me? Was that their yeah. song? Yeah.
2: I loved Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was pretty fun.
0: Man. Uh, never going to give you up then. You sang that a time or two.
2: Oh yeah. Never going to give you That up. was huge. Yeah. That was huge. It still is. Yeah. And he was a really nice guy. Was he? He was a really nice guy. I just really liked everybody in that camp.
0: Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. Wow. That's your rubbing shoulders with some, uh, I'll tell you some what. big stars there. <laughs> Did you ever take time to go out and see where the, you know, where the Beatles, where the Apple studios were and all that? I
2: actually went to uh, Abbey Road. I got to Do a whole tour with the people there and hang out for a whole day and see all the studios and hear all the stories about, you know, the machines and the rooms and all the people that, you know, John and Paul and all those. So it was really, really cool.
0: I talked one day to Alan Parsons.
2: Oh, wow. And he was
0: one of the engineers on the rooftop, which I didn't know at the time. And then he started talking about that and you're going, wow.
2: I know. How cool is that? Yeah,
0: I mean, that's rock and roll history. Oh. For sure. When's the first time you saw her sing, Bruce? I was just sitting here realizing how boring my
3: life has been by <laughs> comparison. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, no. um, a lot of listeners might not know that um, I'm part of a group that actually bought the Chan Assen Dinner Theater in 2010. And I don't say that to be boastful, but I am proud of that. It was probably going under. It was mismanaged, and our group came in, and, and we're proud that we saved it.
1: You should be really proud of that. That's a community pillar, and yeah, I, had, I'm, I'm, I had no idea that no, it would even I, I, be in I jeopardy. I am proud
3: of that, and I don't talk about it a lot. Usually Pamela has to do it because I don't say anything, but um, I'm trying to think of something to say that's interesting to, since, Pamela, <laughs> since Pamela is so yeah, interesting yeah. and I'm not. Um, so we, we, we acquired it in 2010. And when we first got involved in the, in the business, they frequently ran two plays at the same time. So they'd have a play at the fireside and on the main stage. And we looked at the numbers and realized you don't draw any more bodies on a weekly basis when you run two plays instead of just one. And you have smaller margins and more overhead. We're not going to do plays in here anymore. What are we going to do? So we started to do concerts. And we were doing concerts for a while, and I had not been to any. And one of my partners said, have you been to any of these concerts? And I said, are they any good? He goes. <laughs> yeah. he,
0: he goes.
2: They're
3: great. They're awesome. I go.
0: Pam's getting a real big ego boost now here, <laughs> Bruce. Be careful. So,
3: so I go. Okay, I, you know I'll try one. So the first show I went to was her Fleetwood Mac tribute show, "Rumors and Dreams." And I looked at the program and who was in it. And the only name I knew was Mary Jane All. And I'd seen my best friend. I'd seen Mary. I'd seen Mary Jane before. I knew she was good. In fact, my daughter actually took voice lessons from Mary Jane years and years and years ago. So I thought, well, this is Mary Jane's going to be the star of the show. Well, Mary Jane does all the Christy McVee stuff, but Pamela does all the Stevie Nicks stuff. So the third song in, they do dreams, and I hear Pamela take a lead vocal. And it's like a Yosemite Sam cartoon. My eyes are bugging out, my ears, my jaws on the floor. And I'm like, who is this? My God, why is this person not an international superstar? And then it just got better from there the rest of the night. So I was a fan for a number of years. And I knew her slightly because after the gigs, I'd buy the band a, a, you know, a drink yeah. in the in the pub and stuff. So I had chatted with her briefly, but it wasn't until much, much, much later that we actually met and became uh, a Partners, but but she blew me away the very first time I heard her. I immediately went online to find out what else she does, where she's been about her career, because I couldn't understand why I hadn't heard of her before. She's so awesome. Any anyone I I married him.
2: (laughs) Everybody
3: I bring Pamela. This is true. Everybody I bring to a Pamela show. Without exception, it's like, well, I believed you when you said it would be good. I didn't know it would be that good. They're yeah. blown away.
0: I, I agree. And then, uh, Breanne, this is kind of exciting because you're going to come to the show. Yeah,
3: I'm very
1: excited. We're going to go to
0: the, your next show. Awesome. In August.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited about that. So where could people, when those tickets are available, where could they get them? They're
2: available now, and okay. they're, sell, they're almost sold out all okay. three nights. Chan, so, Chan, Hassan, yeah, you got to get it com. right away, Chan, don't Chan, you? Hassan, com. And also have my Wild Angels um band in there where we do everything from Adele to Hart to Janice and Stevie and whatever and it's with my two best friends, Mary Jane Alm and Amy Lee and we're there in September but I can't remember the dates right now but if you go to and DT.com you can get or those Pamela tickets. Or
3: PamelaMcNeil.com.
2: Right, PamelaMcNeil.com.
0: You know it's interesting too uh, Brianne is, Hannah was in here she's going to be a senior in college next year um, and Please you're Please
1: don't young. say how old I am. Uh,
0: yes. <laughs> Brienne obviously is on is, uh, <laughs> On the younger side of the demo. And you both were uh, thinking of uh, Fleetwood Mac songs. I'm impressed. I mean, you both know Fleetwood Mac pretty well.
1: I'll say it's probably some parental influence in there. I I can't say we can take all the credit for it. However, I think it transcends... Generations, it's just that good. It is. It is just that good, and, and that's so what it-
0: makes a parent feel better when their kid likes the same music. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. My dad and I were not in that camp. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean,
1: they're stories and yep. lessons that can speak to anybody. I it's feel like. so
0: true. So I, I talked about that in the it. show
2: too. So yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, so you've crossed paths with with an awful lot of people. Does anybody stand out? You mentioned Rick Astley was a great guy, but. Well, you know what? I should go back to uh, Mary Jane. Yes. And, and talk about that, because I've seen you two together perform. Yes. I, yes. I've actually seen you two together uh, talking, and I mean, you obviously are very, very close, but how did that whole relationship, and she was kind of, remember, she was kind of the it girl for a long time oh, here yeah. in the Twin Cities. She's
2: still the it girl.
0: Yeah, I don't mean that she is uh, No, hasn't. no, I know. Her she's... dad was a professor at the University of North right. Dakota. I remember that.
2: She, so... Uh... I love Mary Jane, and she's my best friend, my BFF, and we are we we are really out there with that. So people probably get sick of us, but that's okay. Um, but yes, she I would credit her with saving. Me many times. Um, I met her. I was teaching at a school called IPR, the Institute of, Institute of Production and Recording, downtown Minneapolis. on Washington, and um, Tom Tucker, who senior, who was had kind of brought me in to teach, um, and I were really really good friends. And he was uh, an engineer, and uh, just a wonderful guy. And um, she had just started there and of course i'd heard of her and i think i'd met her one time we were getting our hair done at the same place sometime that was about, about it but i mean her reputation preceded her and i knew she was there and i guess she went into tom's studio and said so this pamela mcneil what's the deal
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like what's up with her you know like what you know and he goes oh my god you are going to love her she's a great you know, writer and singer and you guys are going to, they're the same camp. You guys have to be friends. You just have to be. So she immediately came up to the faculty office, came up and said, hi, Tom Tucker says we should be friends. So want to be friends?
0: And holds (laughs) her hand out.
2: And that was it. And then we just became, I mean, it was just, we have a little, a little saying, blue cheese. And that means, whenever something happens, it's happened to me or we have the same exact thing. We're like blue cheese, you know? So we just, our lives have been so similar and I don't know when you find a friend like that, that just knows you that well, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things in life.
3: The experiences of trying to make it in the music industry as a woman
0: and
2: that too. And just life relationships, you know, it's just, it's, really cool. So
0: yeah, it's very special. Yeah, it helped to have confidence. It was, a, it has it been tough as a female.
2: You know, I think it's, I always like to say it's tough for everyone, but I do think it's, and it, th- things have really changed a lot in the last five years even um, because think pe- people are more aware and, and people now are like, really, you did that. You said that, you know, but it's um, it's very different. It's a different experience, I think. Um, and so uh, I think it's been tough. You have, to, I think you have to work twice as hard to prove yourself. And uh, many times, you know, you're looked at as just the I don't know. You're not taken as seriously, so you, you know, really have to like prove yourself. I guess I don't know. Uh, you do you agree with that? Frankly, I always say I've never had experiences that have
1: kept me from anything, or sure. I felt like I wasn't given an opportunity. But what you said is kind of twice as hard just to make sure that you know I'm serious and yep. I'm I'm coming correct and I, I can do a job that a man can and it's just it's just different. It is I different. Think. It's and a different experience. It could even be what we're maybe projecting that it's just you know take me more seriously yeah. but I find that yes yeah. more true than not.
3: Pamela I don't want to get this wrong but I I remember a story and you correct the part I do get wrong where you were going to sign maybe a big record deal and they're like, "We love you. You're great. You're awesome." But we've already got a blonde female singer. We don't need another one, or something like there that.
1: There can only no. be one. Yeah. No,
2: it was a, it was a place I was. Uh, I they I I can't. I think I went to say, "Can I do a show there?" They go, "Well, we have a, we've already got our female artist." And it was like so. They everything else was male, but they you know. And then there was another time when I was going to open for a particular artist. Kind of a movie star that had his own band, and it was in one of those radio station sponsored events, and it was on uh, fishing opener weekend. And my band, Pamela McNeil band, back in the 2000s, you know, we were playing everywhere, and all original music anyway. So I got I got uh, booked to open, and about a week before, I got a call from the, the one of the agents of the company, and they said, "Um, yeah, we're we're gonna um we don't think you should do the opening thing, so we're gonna take you off and put somebody else on." And I said, well, why? Well, it's fishing opener and women don't want to see another, they don't want to see a woman, they want to see a guy. And I said, uh, what? You know, and I'm like, I said, do you have any idea who my audience is? Like mostly women and then the guys come because the women are there, you know. I'm like, and they're like, well, I'm sorry. And I said, well, unfortunately for you, I have a signed contract, so I will be opening and we will, be. I was just, I was mad. And we kicked ass. I mean, we just went in there and we did it. But well, it you was were like, motivated, yeah. but it was just like, really, you're actually telling me because I'm a woman, this crowd isn't even though you had me. You, you know, I mean, it's that kind of stuff that just makes you go, really, wow, you know. So hopefully, that's changed. But a you lot. feel
0: it's better now. You're saying.
2: I think it's better. I still think there's a lot. There's a lot of little things, but um, people are more aware of it. Yeah, I think. they're way more aware, and you where know, it starts, I, I think so too. So it's way better than it used to be.
0: On a different subject, of all, if you were to set up a show, uh, a concert, you're the you're 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 booking a concert. Who are your bands going to be?
2: Me, like a big
0: you, well, festival, even, or? Even, if, even like like. When when Bruce went to see Pablo Cruz okay. and the Ooh. Eagles. And uh, who was the third band at that? Steve Miller band. Steve Miller band.
2: Ooh. If
0: you were to book a concert, who would be your singer? Now I'm gonna think maybe Stevie Nicks might be in oh, there. Oh, who would
2: be? So like the whole I would just,
0: You gotta you're doing a three band concert. Who's gonna be performing? All right. You're setting it up at the XL Energy Center.
2: I'm setting it up at the XL. I'm gonna have uh I'm gonna have uh well I can't do Tom Betty and the Heartbreakers anymore, but I would do uh
0: I didn't I would, know you were a Tom Petty fan. Oh, huge Tom
2: well, Petty Well, you're a fan, fan. of
0: everything. Ooh, yeah, Thank pretty much. Mean.
2: I think Stevie Nicks, and I think Post Malone. I love Post Malone. I think that would be great. He'd be great. And I think uh, there's got to be some, I, like, um, give me a second. Yeah, give you a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Bruce? It's know, this a say, is a tough question. It is a tough question. Especially if you're the entertainer, because you yeah. think of all these people you
3: it's tough for me because my musical tastes still go back to the 70s and the 80s. That's okay. Artists that are either deceased or don't perform anymore. I don't know any of the current okay, well, stuff.
0: What would your dream, even if they're deceased, your dream Your dream. would uh, oh, okay. take you back to a three-concert <laughs> uh, performance like you saw before at the Met Center. And this one, you don't get crushed to death. You're going to be able to go in and sit down on a nice seat.
3: My three favorite concerts, and it's probably not really answering your question, but I thought Pat Benatar was fantastic in her prime. You know, I bought first three albums in when she was really at the at the top of her game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought A C D C was a fantastic show. Best show I've ever seen. i D C I'm with you. Yeah, Best the, show the, I've that, ever they, seen. They were awesome. And my favorite band I've seen many, many times that um, that I just love. Blue. Um, a lot of people haven't heard of them. Blue Oyster Cult was my favorite band my whole life.
0: I saw them open up as a young lad for Johnny and Edgar Winter. Oh, really? Are you kidding me? Wow. Frankenstein and they were and Blue Oyster Cult was they were the opening act. So actually, there's I, a seg- I don't remember a lot about that. There's but a,
3: I- there's a segue here. So they still do the old. You know, old old classic rockers kind of tour at yeah. casinos and stuff. Yeah. The first show Pamela and I
0: saw together. You're not yelling more cowbell when they do it <laughs> Just checking.
3: We <laughs> drove over to the Wisconsin Dells to a casino over there to see Blue Oyster Cult, and April Wine was opening oh, wow. for Blue Oyster Cult. Wow. And April Wine... I have to tell you, even though Bloister Called is my favorite band, April Wine blew them off I mean, the stage. I I had
2: no idea. Miles
3: Goodwin hasn't lost a thing. He looks like he's 90 years old, but his voice <laughs> sounds like he's 25. They were phenomenal. And then BOC came out, and they totally phoned it in, and they had no effort or energy. Like, they couldn't wait to get off the stage. And April Wine was
2: awesome. If you haven't heard the song, what is it, Roller? Roller. You got to check that song out. I mean, as a vocalist, I go, that's the kind of thing Billy Shear could have done. Yeah. Oh, na, na, At the very end, it's just like, oh, my God. And he just killed it. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, it was amazing.
0: That's, yeah, you mentioned Billy. I remember when uh, watching you guys one night, and, he, and you cl- and I think you closed off with, I didn't close off with it, but you did a whole lot of love. A whole of lot love. of love. Oh, yeah. And I'm shaking my head. No, he's... How can anybody sing a whole lot of love uh, Billy like Shear. Robert Plant? And it was... Wow!
2: Yeah, there is nobody like Billy Shear. Billy Shear is yeah. the f- one of the finest, most amazing vocalists I've ever had the pleasure to work with. Amazing!
0: I just watched on uh, video Heart at the Old Lincoln Kennedy Center Honors when they were paying tribute to uh, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, yeah. And they did Stairway to Heaven at yeah. the end, which was
2: amazing, amazing. Yeah. And
0: then, and when I when I saw Billy do a whole lot of love, I thought. And he is so good. He is so good. But I think Robert Plant would have sat there and bowed to him afterwards. Oh, it was oh just, I know he would It was that good. Yeah. Well, you, you all were that good. Oh. I mean, obviously. that's, that's... Anyway, we'll, we'll have Billy on a, on a show. You should. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Billy would be
0: great. I should have had the two of you together, as a matter of fact. that would have... Yeah, instead of me. No, no, not, not <laughs> instead of you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I want to th- – and then you think about your concerts. Okay, and I'm going to come have... back to that in a all second. Right. Uh, Propane is the environmentally friendly – Energy for everyone. I really want uh, more of you to know about this because we're all talking about reducing carbon emissions. The, the question I think often is, how in the heck do I do that? If We've got increasing energy needs in this, on this globe. How do we do that? Well, propane is something to think about because there's an excellent way to reduce emissions while meeting energy needs. And we can do this today. It's clean. It's non-toxic. It's an energy source, and it reduces carbon emissions. And I'll give you an example of that, not just say it. Propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80. The great electricity score in Minnesota, including wind and solar, this might blow you out of the water a little bit, has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. So propane is that much cleaner than electricity isn't that something plus the abundance of propane and the growth of this renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come so something for you to think about read more about it do your research get a chance to look it up talk about it millions of us are on propane to heat homes businesses fuel vehicles i have a friend who converted a pickup it's or his truck it's, it's unbelievable and then on off-road too Much more, making propane the right energy right now. I'd find out more about what propane can do for you, but maybe even more importantly, our environment, by going to propane.com. Bruce Helmer, Pamela McNeil here, along with Brianne and Dave, back on my first concert. That's how it starts. Now we're getting you a chance to set up your own show. And Pamela McNeil, you have such a great passion for music. You like it all. Uh, You can uh, sing any kind of form you want. So if you set up a concert.
2: Okay, I changed everything. So <laughs> I thought about that there's two uh, artists that I haven't seen that I would love to see. And then I wanted to put, I'm going to add my very favorite of all time. So I would love to see Bob Seger in the Bo- Silver Bullet Band. I would love to see Rod Stewart. And my be- the best concert I've ever been to, the most amazing Adele. I mean, Adele is so good, she didn't even need a frickin' band. You just, she just came out of the rafters, or came up out of the floor and stood there in her dress, and she was so, I mean, everybody loved her, she talked to the crowd, she was hilarious, she was amazing. There's just, honestly, that's the best concert I've ever seen in my life.
0: No, was that at the XL? Yes. I was there.
2: The first night, with the thunderstorms. Yep,
0: yep. And Wasn't I w-
2: that a magical night?
0: It was a great night, and I went... And I was telling Jack Larson, who was on the show, Jack, of course, books all those things at XL and, and did the Mets, Mets Center before. I'm sure he, I don't know if he had anything to do with that Eagles concert, but he may have, he, I'm sure he knows about it. Anyway, so we talked about that. And and I went, um, I just went because, you know, I appreciate what musicians do. My dad was a great musician, and I just appreciate the effort, whether I like the music or not. So right. Adele,
2: hmm, yeah.
0: lukewarm, and Brianna and I talked about this. But I went. I wanted to see her. You know, and I walked out of there shaking my head, going, "I wish I'd like to meet her right now." And I mentioned this for for happy hour.
2: Yeah, I would sit down <laughs> with
0: her in two seconds because of what you said, Ugh. personality, the charisma, unfiltered, and just like you're she, you're in her living room. Yeah,
2: you feel like you know her.
0: Yeah, with all those people. I, yeah, I agree. I was overwhelmed. Isn't that fun to go to a show when you not don't know what to expect? And you're talking about when you went to see. Pam, not knowing, and all of a sudden you're going, what? Yeah, I mean, th- no, there's something better.
2: It was amazing. What a night! And you know, she didn't do that many shows after that. She got, she yeah. lost her voice, and and Rolling Stone was there that night. It was a big night. So to like to say that we were there, I wasn't around for the Beatles. I wasn't around for this, but I was there for Adele. So that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, she just, she just. And I, I unfiltered. Yeah. You know, like she'd say whatever and yeah. go, oops. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> With her Cockney accent, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, God. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, you know, you mentioned ACDC, and I'm glad you did. I've, that is maybe my, uh, of rock and roll bands. Uh, I don't, and again, I don't know what I was expecting. I went to the concert. I liked their stuff. I just didn't know what to expect. And it was so entertaining. It's like, their only concert of the year, you know. I mean, they put that much effort. You talk about bands that phoning in.
3: Yeah, I've I've never seen Springsteen. People tell me oh, that yes. that's
0: he's coming back. The now. He's amazing. Is
3: off the charts. I've never seen him. But in terms of bands putting forth the effort, <laughs> you see DC, Angus Young doesn't stop that crow hopping thing he does <laughs> all night long think of the shape he's got to yeah. be in to do that and then the, yeah, and he's s- older than us and he's out there doing what are we doing <laughs> at, at some point and this is a long time ago i saw him they they disappear from the stage and then they they reappear the spot hits the back of the stage and they come in and brian johnson's got him on his shoulders carrying him back <laughs> up to the stage and it was just a f- tremendous show i that was at, the, at that time, it was the best concert I'd ever seen. The
0: video monitors don't match. What, I mean, it isn't the band. It's other goofy stuff. Yeah. It's it's so entertaining. Yeah. But, that, but that's nice. And Pam, I don't know how you do it as an entertainer. Because every night you got a new audience, new people haven't seen you before. And there's got to be nights when you come out and you're tired or stressed about something.
2: It's kind of funny. You know, we stand backstage and we listen and we go, oh, we can tell by how the crowd is what they're doing. If it's going to be a good night or if we have to work a little harder. And I'll be like, let's get them. Let's get them. You know, it's like my job. You know, like I love that. There's a great, Billy and I talk about it. There's a great challenge of, you know, of going, okay, we need to like. We need to, amp, what are we going to do? And we just do it, you know, and yeah. it's just really fun to like bring him to that level. But, um, but yeah, some nights, you know, you're tired, but that's the thing about what I get to do is that the adrenaline kicks in, you get up there and I don't know what it is. I just become someone different. It just takes over and whatever happened before you're on stage, you might put it into your song, into what you're doing. It you might be there, but you, it's a different, you're in a different plane, you know, when you're out there. So somehow you can always, even if you're tired, you just just rock out.
0: You like writing your own stuff, too. I mean, oh, you, yeah, I you write, write a lot, don't you?
2: I write everything, yeah. I love writing. Yeah, it's, it's probably my favorite thing, actually.
0: Do you do? Are you sitting at a piano? Do you get a guitar? What are you doing when the you're writing? The last
2: album. So this album, uh, Neon Lightning, which is my new album coming out August fifth, available everywhere. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
2: I sat on. We we had gotten a piano right before uh, lockdown, a, a white baby grand that I'd always wanted. And I named her Pearl, and so <clears throat> I actually wrote everything on piano, like I did when I was a kid, back to playing for real. But I do have a studio with a Pro Tools setup where I can, yeah, you know, mimic all the sounds. I didn't even go in there for this album. I just wanted to just be completely organic and back to just the natural thing but I can do that too so many times I'll sit in just you know get a beat going and then add piano and add a bass and you know what I mean that kind of thing but for this album I just I just took my songs organically in and then we had the musicians and it was great.
3: But I, again, my only interesting stuff comes from my affiliation with Pamela. <laughs> so to be married to, yeah. to an artist that writes, yeah. it's really cool. Because when we first met, I asked her, you know, how do you do this? Is it like a nine to five job where you sit down and I'm going to write for eight hours? But it's she gets hit by inspiration, different times, different things. And a lot of times I see it firsthand. And there's times she's playing Pearl. and I, And I love the melody I'm hearing. I go, that's a really cool song. I, what is that she goes I'm just noodling and it ends up being you know in, in the song she writes but
0: it's you're not worried about uh, uh kind of a Taylor Swift like effect where she's going to write about you
2: <laughs> well we'll have to see what happens <laughs> <laughs> so far
0: yeah, you got when she has
2: written about your, it's been, so far
0: it's been good stuff it's
2: been nice to write love songs for once so it's been great yeah yeah have a different kind of inspiration
0: well, uh, I am a big fan, as you know, uh, and many listeners are, and uh, Brienne is going to be when she finally gets to see you <laughs> in concert. I we...
1: already am listening to a song on the way here, and I was very impressed. Thank you. That's a good
0: Thank one. you. Yeah. Thank you. That's all. That's uh a...
2: Thank you. you know? Heavy
0: lifting is on that new CD you're talking yeah. about. Well, there's a lot of great songs, but that one kind of yeah. is a great way I to start I was trying to be
2: Tom Petty. You did it. I, well, I literally came to me. So it was one of those songs that gets written in 10 minutes. And I was like, huh. I could hear Tom Petty. She made you do the heavy lift. I could just hear his voice. And yeah. I'm like, OK, that's what I'm going for. And it just sort of wrote myself. And I played it to my producer, Matthew Kirkwell, And he goes, oh, I totally get it. Yeah, we can do that. And so, yeah, it was really fun. So that's kind of my little ode to Tom.
0: It's a great, great ode to Tom. We were talking last week that we both went to that last show that he had at the XL. Aww. I
2: wish I had been there. Yeah. It was amazing.
1: Just kind of one of those just special things, oh. and maybe, it, you know, it's not an Adele concert, so it's not maybe Harold. It is for everyone's like, oh, I was there, and it was magical. But for me, it was oh, one of those yes. kind of magical experiences. Yeah. it was very, very cool.
0: Well, you'll feel that again when you when you when you yeah, see see the show. This is gonna be yeah. great.
1: So fun. Maybe I'll want to marry after, you know. No, yeah. after yeah. Bruce is- we'll talk we'll talk about yeah.
3: I'm not the only one that's wanted to marry Pamela after seeing your show. Trust me, there's it's a lot of high other people. Bar that I'm excited to meet. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny when we kinda when we became public, we were Pamela was doing a show in St. Cloud, just a solo show with piano, and she I was there and she announced our relationship. And, like, three or four different guys came up to me, and they either said, you better be good to her, or they said, you don't deserve her. That's right.
0: Yeah. What is she thinking? Yeah. Are yeah, yeah. those your groupies, yeah. Pam? Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, apparently. Yeah. If you
1: don't mind me asking. Yeah. So obviously you guys knew each other for a long time and then it was a friendship that became a relationship I would assume, but do you have any kind of stories or did, you, when it kind of changed? How we,
2: yeah. So here's the, the truth is that um, I was going through a divorce and I had, it was coming up to tax season and it was just like, I didn't know what I was supposed to do or whatever. And I was talking to Billy Shear, the other singer from the fabulous Iberandillos that I sang with for many years. And he was with Johnny home for a long time too. And, um, Billy is blind, and because Billy is blind, he's been a radio fan his whole life. So he used to talk about this guy called Bruce Helmer that he would listen to and talk about you all the time, Dave. But
3: He's a huge Dave Lee fan. He was a
2: huge Dave Lee fan, but he... What Once in a while in the car, I sort of went in one ear and out the other about this this financial show he listens to on uh, on Sunday mornings, NCCO, and and I just sort of whatever. So I was talking to Billy, and I'm like, God, I don't know anybody in the financial world I don't know. And he goes, yes, you do. I said, I do? He said, yeah, that really nice guy that owns the Chan, Bruce Helmer, he's got that show. The one I listen to, and I go, oh, he goes, you should ask him. He's a great guy. So I said hi, you know, here's what's going on. And can we have a meeting? And so we kind of did. And then we had lunch. And I I can tell you that we were having lunch and we were just talking. And he said something to me, and I don't remember what, what it was, but on this is going to sound really crazy, but I thought I saw a spark in his eyes. And I have not been the same since. It just something happened. And I don't know if it's the soul connecting with soul or whatever it is, but it was it recognizing... It just blew me away, and I've never had an experience like that in my life, and it's just been nothing but wonderful ever since.
0: Aww. Meant to be. Yeah. Meant so to be. So that's
2: kind of my story. And I, I know feel p- like you both kind of spark each other. I can, we do.
1: I can feel it. We like, do. you both are oh very God, special people, so you. it's
2: cool that you get to
1: be Aww, together. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Has Bruce ever volunteered to sing a duet with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Islands in the street. No, you know
2: what? He uh this is so funny. He's like he can't uh, he's always like I can't sing, I can't sing, but he does a great Gordon Lightfoot and oh, Ron, he'll that's be like he'll be like, here for highway. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm gonna get you up to karaoke one of these days oh, to kiss. Yeah, yes. I want him to do it. Can you do it, honey?
0: No, not
2: not <laughs> right now. Can you imagine <laughs> sitting in
0: front of her and, and and you're gonna do karaoke? I can't even imagine I'd be so intimidated, wouldn't you? I mean you're gonna There you are, a recording artist. Now I'm going to be trying to do karaoke. Yeah. I want to be there the night you do that, Bruce. (laughs) No, maybe I don't. I was, I was willing to do it. We were just at an
3: event where we thought there might be karaoke, and I said, if they have it I'll, and they, and Gordon Lightfoot's on the thing, I'll do it tonight. Well, they, <laughs> they didn't have it. so
2: <laughs> I was kind of excited, actually.
3: You
0: know, maybe the ownership found out and said, pull that Gordon Lightfoot thing out of there. I, <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I think my Gordon Lightfoot at home for Pamela would be a lot better than trying <laughs> to do it now or at a karaoke bar. It
2: makes bar. me happy. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> I like it. I got a challenge now. We got to get that done, Brianne. Hey, thanks for coming in. Oh, my gosh. Here. So cool. It so Thank you so
2: much. What a blast.
0: Well, and good luck on on the new CD, by the way. Thank you. Neon Lightning, it's called Pamela McNeil. And you go to Apple, like uh, Brian and I have, that's where we were listening to Pamela do heavy lifting the first time. And then... Uh, Go to Spotify or wherever. And by the way, the same place you can go to find these podcasts, download them at Apple, Spotify, TalkNorth.com, and then you can check out all of the podcasts right here on the network. There's a lot of them uh, that you can choose from. And uh, we're going to come back next week. I want to thank the folks at Propane, the environmentally friendly energy for everyone, and the folks at StarBank.net. What a great family-owned bank, family culture all over the state of Minnesota, including right here in the Twin Cities in Eden Prairie. So, Brianne, I guess I will see you uh, next week.
1: I'll see you on the next one, Dave.
0: Uh, Dave Lee here, My First Concert. We'll talk to you soon.